We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. When we're not playing, I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Field of 68 from this the is final what you into. <laughs> yeah. We have the Hall of Famer, the legend Jim Beheim. Syracuse legend joining us at, and Jim it's great to have you with us on our final four show it's not the first time I've I've seen you walk through countless tunnels and hear from visiting fans all the time if it wasn't I, it means you're not good if they don't <laughs> boo you and yell at you that means they don't you know you don't beat them right all right first how you doing I mean retirement how long what, what do we got three weeks in no, a month think, what are we yeah, in four weeks uh, who's, I don't even know you pick up a hobby yet I've got lots of hobbies, golf, <laughs> fishing. I'm going to actually try to catch fish instead of just fishing. But, uh, no, I'm getting ready to go to Prague, see my son play uh, in Czech Republic. I've been to see Buddy play a couple times. I'm not thinking about transfer portal or yeah. NIL or anything, and it's a good time to be in that place yeah. because it's just such a scramble. And it's just so hard to figure out how to, you know, you've got to keep your players, but you're not sure if they're even going to stay. And then you can't go out and recruit somebody because you've got a player right there. And so it's really, it's a difficult time. But, you know, I was ready. Uh, even with that, if I was 55 or whatever, you know, I'd figure it out just like coaches will. They'll figure it out. But it's, uh, it's not, at this stage, it's not something I want to even try to figure out. And so I wanted to get this team in this year. We had some really good freshmen. And I think the program's in good position. Adrian Autry will be a really good coach. And uh, so I, I, I just, after 50, 60 years at Syracuse, I wanted to leave with at least some good players there. And they're there, and that's that's all you can do. Hey, Coach, you said four weeks into retirement now. 
Have you had time to reflect on, on, I mean, a great coaching career? And is there anything that really stands out outside of the national championship? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, the six-overtime game. I'm glad the Connecticut people are here. I was gonna, <laughs> if they'd have stayed there, I would have told them about it. But no. <laughs> He's they said that it. was the worst game He's ever. Still got it. That's what they said. They don't talk about it. They don't talk about that game. Yeah. All time we, great we game. We do talk about it. Trump, trust yeah. me. That's a game. If you're in it, you want to make sure you win it. Yeah, you right. better win. Because Jim hasn't talked to me about it since, or anybody else. But uh, you know, the I never looked back. I always prided myself on looking forward because if you don't you're not going to win sure so when when it ended i do now i think back on different things i see fans all over that remind me of different games you know all the great georgetown great games we, we, we had the games we had with connecticut we were lucky in, in in the big east we had at different times connecticut was really good georgetown was really good st john's was really good really good you know seton hall had a run pittsburgh had a run so, you know, we had a lot of different teams that made a run, but we were always there. We were always pretty consistent. Uh, so it was a great experience. It was great. Everybody talks about the Big East. I mean, I was a Big East guy. That's where I yeah. Yeah. was born, brought up with. The ACC was good for our school because of football. Sure. And right. you have to have that. But for me, the you Big East. You didn't want it, right? You well, didn't the want Big it. East was where I was comfortable, yeah, and right. that's what you want. But the ACC was good. It's a great basketball league. You can't measure leagues now like they're trying to because we have 15 teams. So you can have four or five bad teams and it drags the league down. Yeah. It doesn't mean the league's bad. Right. It right. means that you got some bad teams at the bottom. One thing about the Big 12 and the Big East, they don't have a lot of teams. So the, and that doesn't drag people. And the net's not a good, it's a horrible tool for measuring how good a team is. You have to remember, it's important to win in November, absolutely. But if you're losing five games in a row in the end of the year and you're losing by 15 or 20, you're not good. Right, right. So maybe you still take that team in the tournament, but you don't give them a good seed. And you don't, somebody like Connecticut, that struggled for a little bit. You watch them at the end of the year, this is a really good team. So it's hard. You really have to have a basketball eye to see how good teams are. Sure. And I don't, think, I don't think people have that anymore. I think they go by numbers. That's hard to do. How about your guy, Rick Pitino? Well, he'll win. He'll John's win. Now. What do you, I mean, he'll win in a year, maybe, maybe, two, maybe one. I give it one. Used to be, one. Well, it used to be three or four years. Now it's like one. With the Ed, Eddie will win at Georgetown, and Rick will win at St. I saw Shaka Smart the other day. I said, Shaka, just got a lot harder. You think? <laughs> Those guys are going to win. You know, they went in there. They're going to have NIL, and they're going to win games. That's what they do. Uh, you know, Rick's if not the best. He's close to the best coach that I've ever seen getting the most out of his team. Um, I met, the greatest story I have, the day after the press conference, my phone rang, 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm just kind of getting up because I stay up late. I go, hello, and he goes, hey! And it's Luke Carnesecca <laughs> calling me at 98 years old. He said, what do you think? What do you think? I said, well, I think you got the right coach. Yeah, yeah, we got the right coach. And I, and I said, but I remember playing you and beating you 
in the LA Classic. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but we got you at St. John's. McIntyre, McIntyre stole the ball from you. He fouled you, but he stole the ball. years old, he remembers all That was in 1966. Come on. Come on. Are you kidding? And, That's and incredible. And I swear, Are you kidding? I remember it because I'm a nut for that stuff. And, I mean, I was the player. He remembers it. He's 98. <laughs> wow. So that That's was, awesome. That was the highlight of my last month or so. Yeah. Uh, just crazy. That's crazy great. stuff. What made you fall in love with coaching to begin with? You know, when you, when you play, you love to play. And I became a pretty good player, and I was playing the Eastern League, which people don't know about, but I was at Syracuse during the weekend. I played on the weekend. Sure. So I assisted with the varsity, assisted with the freshmen. So, but I wanted to play, and then I came, I had a chance to go to the Pistons, because I knew the coach coached me in the Eastern League, but I was already into coaching. So it was kind of then I said, because basically when you can't play anymore, you coach. That's what you do. You know, you either get out or you coach. Right. And I love basketball, always have. So I, all right, I'm going to coach. And it just worked out that I worked with a freshman varsity and then got the assistant job. This was 61 straight years that I've been in Syracuse. People think I didn't coach a year or two. I, I coach every year. If I, I said you, if I said to you, you can't coach way back then, like there's just no way you could coach, what do you think you would have done? <laughs> well, I did some, I did student teaching and okay. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you teach? I taught ninth grade history in a city school and it was a, it was a tough school. And uh, I said, this is not for me. <laughs> and my father was a funeral director, so I knew I wasn't going there. That was the family business. Yeah. So I said, I better get into this coaching thing. And I just kind of got in it, and things just worked. And I was lucky and, and got the job. And I tell all young coaches, you want to coach for a long time, get good players. Yeah, And you that coach helps. for a long time. That yeah. helps. <laughs> so if I gave you the title of president, well, we'll call you czar. Right, basketball czar under uh, new NCAA president Charlie Baker. What's the first? Give me what you're doing. Well, the problem is you used to be able to have an answer for that when they didn't, you they didn't want it. Right. Whether it was a three-point line, different thing. Yeah. Now we're in a situation impossible. There is no solution. There is no. We're solution. too deep. Well, Congress, uh, the Supreme Court said you can't limit players, so you can't. The boosters are in, agents are in. You can't walk that back. Players, you know, it's great that players get money. I, I my son made a hundred thousand dollars. I was happy for him, but he did it on his own. He worked. He did commercial. He did camp. He spoke. Did T-shirts, signed autograph. Now it's here's your money. You get, you know, do a post, and here's your two hundred thousand dollars. Sure. And people aren't being transparent. We only know the number because it. The couple of the cases that go public. Well, back in the old days when you found a school cheated on something and it was public, you knew everybody else in that area was doing it too. Right. So you know now that people are doing that. You know, and I don't even, I, it's all right, but I mean, I don't think that's the way it should be, but it's the way it is. And your school better get in the game. Mm. And, you know, some schools talking about, well, we need to stop this. That is not stopping. 
You know, you either get in the NIL. Or you're or not getting you, players. Or you're not getting players. Exactly. You're not keeping players. Right. You know, because if you do have a good player and you don't get an NIL deal, he's going to go someplace else. Sure. And I don't blame the player. Now, what happens, though, a lot of times a guy's in a good situation, goes over there for an NIL deal, and it's not good. You look at, and I don't pick on anybody, but St. Bonaventure had a really good team. Yeah. Four guys yeah. left. One went to Alabama, played two minutes a game. You know, one went, a couple went to Iowa State. They, they were okay. Right. They were actually pretty good. They were okay. Yeah. yeah. And the other kid went to Florida. Yeah. Didn't he was really, just okay. And I know from the coach, the parents called after eight games and said to the coach, we screwed what a up. mistake we yeah. made. Because if you're losing and it's not working out, that doesn't help your career. And let's don't forget, 1,600 people in the portal, five or 600 did not get a scholarship. Right, right. Now, the other half of that, seven or 800, I haven't seen the whole study, but about half did worse where they transferred to than where they were. Yeah. Right. I mean, somebody should be doing studies. Of I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this offseason. Let people yeah. know. Yeah. Sure. But I don't, you know, I'm not this old coach that doesn't want kids. That's great. Get the money. The real, the reality is in college sports, schools aren't making money. Yep. The only thing they cite every time is coaches. We do. We make money. And there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But we're adults. These are kids. They're getting a $70,000 scholarship. They're also, like at our school, we give them the meals. So we give them all their meal money. Hell Grant, right? Some of them. 15 to $20,000. Now you get your NIL. But when it's a collective giving a kid the money to come there, then, you know, that's that's where we are. Right. And you just have to accept it. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. This is more on the personal front. I've met Buddy. I've met Jimmy, both phenomenal young men. I have a seven-year-old son. For guys, I would have done the exact same thing. I would have had both of my, my, my kids come and play with me just because that's what you live for, right? Yeah. What advice do you have for a guy who has, a young, who has two young children? As things get busier and busier and busier, do you – do you have anything, one you simple know, thing, or is it a lot of things? My wife pushed them more than I did. Right. But we gave them the hoop, turf ball, nerf balls early, and they were throwing them in and throwing them in. And then they started playing, you know, get the small hoops. But they just, all we did is made sure they had an AU team to play for and get them there. Right. Make sure they got there. You know, drove them down to Albany because the City Rocks were the best team two and a half hours i drove them down you know every weekend the spring and got them to play and I, I never thought they would be really good players really good i players. knew they yeah. had to grow but my wife is six feet so they had that chance. good job coach good and job, coach. yeah <laughs> he thinks that's the reason it's not <laughs> but uh and they hey, just the- wanted it i mean i didn't push them they just wanted it and Buddy always worked harder on his shooting than Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And I told Jimmy Buddy would be a better shooter. <laughs> and he's uh, and Buddy's a better shooter. <laughs> but Jimmy got bigger, so yeah. he's uh, six nine. But they always just they. I never thought they'd play. I never thought. I didn't think Buddy would play. 
till end, his junior year. We went to Peach Jam. He played Penny's team, and Jimmy made eight threes. And Roy was sitting. Roy Williams was sitting right in front, and he looked at me and he said, "You better take him." And Patrick came over to me and said, "We're ta- we're, we're we're taking." Him. I said, "No, you're not." <laughs> Remember, I wrote a story on on yeah. Buddy at the Peach Jam. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever because. Like he said, he never thought Buddy was going to be good enough, certainly to play at Syracuse. And all of a sudden, he worked so hard, and he got there. Here's the the best part ever was, do you remember this? Freshman year, you're at BC. After the game, I asked him, I go, go, so how is it? How is it coaching Buddy? It's got to be the greatest thing ever. His response, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's hard because you're coaching – your, your purpose is to win the game. And sure. But as a parent, the other half of your brain <laughs> yeah. is going, make it, you know, <laughs> for the team, but also make it because he's your son. Right. Because you want your son to play. And his freshman year, he was shooting 17% to the non-conference game. <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't playing a lot. He was in and out. We had Tyus Battle, Frank Howard. But we the first game I remember, it was either BC or Pittsburgh were playing at home. We're behind. They're zoning us, and I, you know, I'm gonna. But he hits three in a row. Right. Mm. And we go from down six to up three, and the same thing happened the next game. And he just had a great year, just making shots, and got his percentage up to about 38 percent. And then after that, he became a good enough player to play. Right. And not just shoot. But it's you're always worried about how your son's doing and right. how you it's enough to worry about how your team is doing right right and also i don't want to go home and look at my wife if my son is <laughs> yeah. that's the best that's, part, that's right? insult to, you got to answer to the boss whenever Julie, you, hey what did he do wrong i was like right. i don't want that <laughs> that's, <laughs> got to answer to the boss as soon as you get back that's that's and julie amazing hey, listen there's nobody not as much shit as jim gets all right and you know, you do. You can be a little ornery at oh, times. Yeah, no doubt. I do. Your wife is like the nicest, uh, and Buddy is the <laughs> nicest. It's amazing they. they no, that's they're, the way they are. Sissy related and Jimmy to you. T- have a little of me in them so they can get a little Jimmy's got more shit. Yeah. But, you know, the whole thing about how, like, you answer this question of press conference. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I do 60 press conferences a year. Right. I probably do the, once or twice. I'll say, like, well, that, that's not a good question. And it'll come off like I ripped some reporter. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't. Hey, you got me. Hey, you got me years ago, Marquette. You remember? I was the <laughs> second of two. All right, I, I remember this. I was the second of two. It was a Syracuse student, Michael Cohen, who's here, by the way, working with Fana. Right. He asked the first one, and the second one was about leadership and Michael Carter Williams. And that was the famous, go get your go get your Pulitzer somewhere else. And I'm sitting there going, holy shit! That's a great line. It's a great line. Look at, listen. The best part, you call me the next day, you apologize, and I listen, I'm surprised. I, but I loved it because someone, <laughs> you're surprised you you're apologize. You're surprised you apologize? Yeah, I'm surprised. Oh, I did. Yeah. All the Syracuse. Listen, to this, this is a fact. You know how many Syracuse people are out here? Yeah. In your world? Absolutely. Oh, everywhere, Jim. Westwood won. five of them over there. Right. They all come to me and say, you know what, Coach? I learned more from you 
than all my teachers because I knew I had to be prepared. I knew I had to be ready, and I had to go on and be on And that's not a bad thing to learn in college. Absolutely. You know, sometimes I was a little over the top, but you know, you lose a one-point game. I think it's just like, oh, I'll be nice. You know, it's hard. Yeah, right. You know, it's hard. And when somebody says, well, you know, your zone wasn't good, why didn't you play man-to-man? Oh, my God, that happened well, down at Clemson. I remember that. Play man-to-man. I remember that. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. I remember that happening. You I was like, oh, ask, no. You go ask Tony Bennett when they lose. Right. Tony, why didn't you play zone? <laughs> no, you don't because no. he's a man-to-man coach. Right. But so some things bother you more than others, but I got – I got a little mellow. Do you have any regrets? No. Do you have any regrets? Zero. Zero. Zero regrets. Not one thing that you say like, oh, man, I have plenty. Listen, I have no, plenty. You know, How I, mean, I, <laughs> I tell the truth. I know you do. And, I know you do. You're going to yeah. get in trouble telling the yep. truth. I said Miami bought their team. I should have said they just did great NIL work. Yep. So our yep. phrase was wrong. Yep. Mm. But they did NIL got them here. Right. Fact. Yeah. Facts, absolutely. And an NIL help other teams. Sure. Period. And I should have just left it at that. But so sometimes you say one word you shouldn't. But it, it's like two people, some ten coaches call me and said, "Well, you told the truth." Yep. Right. That's it. You know. Yeah. But that's a hard so, thing because everything's. You know, five or six words, and, and Whoa, people they can run get with you. just yeah. that, and yeah. it's hard. Yeah, they take know? the four words that yeah. they want to take. You're always going to, you know, I talk a lot, and I say a lot, and you're always going to say something that, you know, at the end of the day, when you look back at it, it was the truth. I told one reporter once, you really can't always tell the truth. Yeah. And she didn't understand. She said, no, that you should. I said, well, should I tell you that this guy doesn't work hard, doesn't go to class, and so that's why he's not playing. And that's not good. I can't, can't do that. say that. No, you can't say that. Because then I feel hurting my own sure. right. even though it's the truth. Right. So, but anyway. Here's my question to you because you did just say you're, you have zero regrets. You tell it like it is. How much has the message that you would give a recruit always remain the same? And how much did it cross your mind of like, can that message remain the same in this current climate? Yeah, I mean, the players want you to be honest with them. You tell them the truth. I have players that I got. I have players that I lost come back and say they appreciate the way I recruit them. I've had players transfer from Syracuse, and they tell me how much they appreciate their time at Syracuse and that I was honest with them. I tell players usually that they'll pay less than they actually probably will because I want to undersell it. I don't want a player coming to me and saying, well, you told me I was going to play mm-hmm. this much. Right. But, you know, you're always, the regrets are like, I mean, sure, I might have them. I didn't get this guy or I didn't get that guy. But we all have those regrets. But yeah. I did everything I could to recruit that kid. Right. So I don't have any regrets about that. I wish we'd have got him. Right. But we didn't get him. So that part... You know, I regret that we didn't win this game or that game, but that's life. That's what happened. At the end of the day, what Bill Parcells said is right. This is who you are. This is your record. This is what you want. And forget about you could have won that. 
We've, yeah. we've added Randolph Childress to our crew. Yeah, yeah, and before I, before I hand the ball off to, to Randolph Childress, I have to ask you this question. Back in the old Big East, in those meeting rooms, Dave Gavitt comes to mind at the head of the table with all these personalities larger than life. What, what pops in your head when you think of stories and all that? Well, first of all, you couldn't repeat any of the words. There was <laughs> 28, we counted 28, can you say MFs on the air? Yeah, yeah. We counted 28 of them in the first two minutes. And we had a young lady in the room, Dave Gavitt, he never came in the room. He sent somebody in the room. He sent Chris Plonsky, who's getting an award here. She's a longtime associate AD at Texas. She's getting an award. She's unbelievable. She was an intern wow. or a first year in the Big East. She was sent into that room and had to listen to this for five hours. And it's John Thompson and me, PJ, Rick, uh, Louie, John, Jim Calhoun. You couldn't print. Guys were yelling and screaming at each other. We were talking about referees. We banned all 10 of our best referees. You banned them all. Banned them. Banned them. <laughs> banned them. Which, obviously, you can't do. Right, right, right. You did. We banned them all. That is... And so Dave, so Dave wouldn't come in the room. No, he, he never came. Dave was... There would have been no Big East without Dave Gavitt. Never would have happened. Six or seven of us that are in the Hall of Fame would never be in the Hall of Fame. Without him. Good one for Dave Gavitt. Wow. He did it. And he pulled. And the, the ADs would vote something down that was good for the league. And a month later, it would be in. And the ADs would be going, how did this happen? Well, it was the best thing. And so it was there. Yeah. And, you, know, but you would never see that today. He would, uh, no. <laughs> and if Dave Gavitt was alive today, he would probably be the only guy that could fix what's going on. Yeah. I don't know if he can, but if he could, he would be the one that would fix it. Coach, I got to ask you. I know you, yeah. you came up with Coach Odom, Coach and you, you came into Winston one time, and you went to BL Rotisserie, the Italian restaurant My in Winston. Favorite. So it is true. Oh, absolutely. I go there every time. I go there every time I go to wait for it. Unbelievable. I, John, I got to tell you, he comes into town with his team. Yeah. He goes to a restaurant called BL Rotisserie. Okay. He makes the statement and says, this is like one of the best restaurants he had ever eaten. <laughs> when I tell you, you couldn't get a seat in this restaurant for the next six months. <laughs> no wonder he keeps saying Oh, my it. gosh. <laughs> I'm like, Are you what? kidding me? I, listen, I go back and I'm like, what the hell is going on? They're like, <laughs> Beheim said it's the best restaurant he's had. Beheim sent me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and people we, were driving from, like, Charlotte. <laughs> and we pay. We pay, too. We pay them. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. We pay. And it is good. It is good. The guy's an old world guy. It, it's like a not a fancy restaurant. No, it's not. Either. It's just no. like a hole in the wall. But it's really yeah. good. It is really good. Really good. It's hard to find good Italian restaurants in the <laughs> South. <laughs> I mean, I like the South. I even like Greensboro now. But there's not a lot of good Italian restaurants in the South now. Come I agree. On, that, that's, that's not happening. I'm with you. My standard's high now. I spent 13 years in Italy, so I, yeah. I, I relate to you. You're in Italy or New York City I can or Chicago. You're, you're going to have trouble 
You're right. there are some. My sister-in-law lives in Birmingham, Alabama, and there's an Italian restaurant there. Of course, the two guys came down from New York City. There you go. You can't get into it. It's that good. That good. Coach, I played, I played in the ACC. Randolph played in the ACC. We're, we're fairly new Big East aficionados. So I say all that to say this. What do you... What do you? What did you miss about the Big East that the ACC didn't have? And then also, the Big East was just different because we all knew each other so well, and we're yeah. all in the same area. Now, at the end of the Big East, I didn't mind going that much because it, the Big East was no longer what it was. Right. If we could have kept the nine teams we had, we would have been great forever. Sure. But what you have. It's like a guy texted me this year. I just watched the Big East final. A team from Wisconsin beat a team from Ohio in the Big East final. Right. It's different. It's, it's different. different. It's not the same. But if we'd have kept the original, then we had it. We had it. We were the best league and would have stayed the best league. But the ACC is still the best league. I don't care what the metrics say. Our or good Goodman. Teams, Tell them. Our good or teams, Jeff Goodman. Look at the NCAA. How do you track what the yeah. best league is? The last 20 years, who's uh-huh. won the most games in the NCAA tournament? Preach coach. Who's been the most preach coach team? ACC. Who's won the most championship? ACC. Are you listening, John Fanta? Are, are you clipping this? Are you clipping this? The last two years, and yeah. everyone's been tearing it down. Whatever. Yeah, what other yeah. metric is there? I mean, I'm, you can't say, well, they won more games in the regular season. They're beating themselves. Yeah. 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 They're beating themselves. It's. What you do as a league, and the committee does not take this into account, which I right. do not agree with. It's what you do, your league does in the tournament. I mean, you can have an off year, but if consistently your teams are losing, that's an indication. Which, what changes would you like to see in the metrics to get in? Or anything, not well, even the told metrics. Us about the net, and which we I mean, agree. That's, nobody we knows. Agree nobody net. knows what's horrible. That. Even if you use the net. You have to look at the last 10 games and see how a team is playing. I like that. To look at seeding. Right. Now, you don't have to keep a team out. Although, if you are losing six in a row by 10 or 15 points, I question whether you're an NCAA team. But, I mean, you can look now at this year. Florida Atlantic losing their conference tournament. They don't get here because they don't have quad one wins. Well, it's obvious they're a good team. North Texas State. You watch them play, they're pretty good. Yes. So it's hard. It's hard to pick and it's hard to see. And you have to take into account a look at how good teams really are. I vote we put you on a committee next year. Well, I told you, Jay Billis, Mike Dushesky, and me watched everything all year and picked the field we, we, and seeded the field. I think we'd have a pretty good field. I'll take my the, chances with the you. The committee still does a good job. You're, they're getting the teams in that should be in for them. Oh, really? And the seating's good for the most part, but it's hard to get it exact if you don't really watch the teams. Right. I think. I was informed by our producer we've got an Uber for you here, so this will be All our right. our last one to you. It's simple because every coach has had a different route with this. Will we still see you at Syracuse games? I will not go to games. I respect what Roy's done. Uh, I also respect what Mike's done. And he went to one, and he, he told me that he was sorry he went. I don't think he should go to games. 
I don't think he should go to practice. I, I, my office will be around there. I'll talk. I talk to coaches every day. Yeah. Adrian comes in. We talk about stuff. I'm so happy for him. I'll give him. Yeah, he's great. He'll be. I give him some advice about. But he's doing his thing. Sure. And he'll do things differently, and he should. They're working man to man. They're doing stuff. But I won't go to game. I just, I just won't do that. I'll watch him and pull. But I may yeah. even join the media. I don't know. I may, hey, we'd I love may to have you. Should. We would love We're going to put you on a committee now to select the tournament for next year. <laughs> That's right. Coach Jim Beheim right here is going to select the 64, 68 teams next year for the tournament. Coach, in all seriousness, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you. And you define college hoops. So congr- what you've given it is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And if it is in the media... Thank you. Thank and, welcome. you. and welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. That's Coach Behan. Jim Behan joining us here on the Field of 68. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be back with more. Today's episode of the Field of 68 After Dark is presented by our partners over at Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's Final Four games. And pick'em, all you do is pick whether a player will go higher or lower on underdogs projected totals whether it's points or rebounds or assists or all of them combined if you're like me and you think Adama Sonogo is going to go nuts this weekend pick higher on his points projection pick higher on his rebounds projection maybe throw in a lower on Matt Bradley's scoring totals a higher on Isaiah Wong whatever it is that you like put them all together and if you hit them all then you can win as much as 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's Slick Mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured out how to use it. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, that's F-I-E-L-D, to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument? That your takes weren't hot? They were just right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room. Vaulted is also releasing a final four competition called their last four pool. What amounts to a hot take challenge, it has a $5,000 prize pool. Who doesn't like free money? I like free money. So if you like free money like me, then go and download the Vaulted app at the link below. Sign up for your free three-month trial and store your predictions now. Welcome back to the Field of 68 from the Final Four. We are at McIntyre's on Commerce Street, downtown Houston. Beautiful night. And, oh, my goodness, this turned into all ACC. You're That's, damn skippy. I'm surrounded, damn skippy. I'm surrounded by a sharpshooter. By a baller, by another baller. We got Tyler Hansborough here. We got Randolph Childress here. We got Terrence Oglesby. I'm John Fanta. T, you're at the Final Four. You're on the field of 68. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, you know, this year it's a little different than last year. Uh, enjoyed the Final Four last year a lot more. <laughs> but uh, enjoyed the tournament a lot yeah. more. <laughs> but, no, it's been exciting. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Hey, let me say this. Yeah, go ahead. Tyler walked up the steps, man. Tyler could still play if he needed to. No, 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 no. Tyler, no, no, no. Hey. Tyler gave me the inside scoop on those knees. He's a hell of a he's a hell of a pickleball player now. Oh, that's right. I think I, he gave I up the basketball. The transition to pickleball. My knees cannot. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't take the pounding up and down the floor. Was anymore. it Martha? 
Was it Martha that's your teammate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Martha will kick all our ass. Nah, there's no, the hey, look, there's no question. And they take yeah. it serious. Oh, you can't judge a book by its cover. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh-huh. That's a that's a that's a growing. They, they had it on ESPN while we were doing a show. They were McEnroe was playing pickleball and threw his racket. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that. I saw it earlier. Yeah, that, that uh, was happening. Sorry, all right, we need to get back. Let's to get to real talk. Let's, as opposed to pickleball. No, we're we're getting to real talk right now because like we that. are going to talk right now the state of the Tar Heels. I like it. The state of the Tar Heels. So, all right, we get the Caleb Love news. You get the Armando Baycott news. R.J. Davis, like. You look at how things have started in the offseason, I would call it positive. What do you think, if, if you're this coaching staff, if you're running the program, if you're looking at next year, what are the team needs? Outside shooting. And I, I would say desperately outside shooting. But to me, I don't think we lack the talent. I think we also maybe need to implement the bench a little bit to get not rely so much on the starters. Uh, but for me, in a way, it would be leadership, outside shooting, and depth, and also will to win. I mean, we have the talent. Uh, we just need court discipline and better shot selection. It would be what I would think would greatly improve this team. I felt like I felt like that. Uh... That was improved with some of the roster subtractions. And then I think I was telling Rob this the other day. I think this is a best case scenario for North Carolina. I felt like Caleb Love needed a fresh start. North Carolina needed something different at that spot. Baycott comes back. He's dominant. R.J. Davis, we know what he can do. And now you can fill your roster a little bit differently. Most of your guys off the bench transferred out. Now you could really get after the portal. And if you're Hubert Davis, you can say, hey, this is North Carolina. If it's Nick Timberlake from Towson who could really shoot the basketball, if it's uh, just throw in another player, do you feel like if I'm a Carolina guy, I'm, I'm feeling pretty positive about the direction of the roster and quite frankly the opportunity of the roster moving forward? Yeah, and I guess uh, for me – I don't really like to see a lot of the guys leave. Sure, I, I just, uh, I thought maybe Tyler Nickel could have developed into something uh, beneficial. And I understand Caleb wanted a fresh start. Yeah. But uh, sometimes I felt like Caleb was uh, kind of took a blame for a lot of the issues. Sure. That it, it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, this team's downfall this year just on one guy. Right. Uh, but I, I do think that uh, Jalen Washington, a kid oh, good who could really develop. He's going to be really good. Really yeah, good. And I, I think he's actually a potential NBA player. Oh, he is. I, I think he's There's got He needs to get healthy because he had yeah. two torn ACLs in high school. That jumped the physicality in college, but he has the skill set, the requisite skill set to get to college and be an elite player, and I think he will. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is when you play sporadic minutes, yes. it's tough to get your confidence get going consistent. and to get into a rhythm. I think if he gets more minutes and develops, uh, you know, a little bit of confidence and flow, I think he's just going to develop into a pretty good player and become somebody off the bench or even move into a four-man position to help spread the court and uh, open things up for Armando. I think he could do that. We just asked Jim Beheim about the ACC. How would you assess the ACC in general as a league? It's the best conference to ever exist in basketball, period. (laughs) 
And the ACC's down this year. Fans, I know you're a Big East guy. And listen, it's no secret. But the ACC, historically, I don't think Duke's going anywhere. North Carolina's rising back to the top. Miami, when you talk about NIL, they may have the best NIL package in the country. They're on the rise. Larry Nega can coach. And you know what? I think Virginia's turning into, I don't know, blue blood, but they're coming into a powerhouse program that you can consistently uh, you know, rely on. Um, now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I asked you about the ACC, and your first team that you brought up was that Duke's not going anywhere. You He's put, being objective now. He's a media guy, Fanta. Oh, leave guy. him alone. Oh. He's oh, a media guy now. Duke is not going anywhere. Hey, it, D- as D- much as he hates Duke, him, well, Duke as much as we all. Competitive next year. <laughs> I think Duke. So I think Duke. I think Duke is the best team in the country heading into next year. I know that might come off as a hot take. I think Duke can win it all. The fact that Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell are coming back. But we got to see what the other guys do. Lively's decision. I'm. I'm gonna make any assumption. Filipowski's leaving. Roach can come back. I assume Roach, but we don't know. I'm assuming he does. Roach and Proctor But we have to wait until this final. Tell me why Duke, because I'm considering putting them number one in my way too early top 25. Is that that fair to put way too early? Well, let's see what UConn does. Well, they're losing Jordan Hawkins, and they could lose Adama Sanogo. They got a hell of a class coming in. Klingon development, Castle coming in. They got some dudes coming in that... But then Andre they're getting young Jackson. again. They're getting, getting young again. They're getting young again. They're going to be in a portal. What, what, you can't say people. that. What, what? Duke, where's Duke's going to be young? Five people. Duke's going to be young. Duke's going to be young, but, but no, Roach will be Roach, older. Proctor and, yeah, Proctor, Proctor's, Proctor's another year older. Filipowski, if he comes back, they probably bring one guy in. And then, guys, there's a couple of guys coming up in that next class. Mackenzie Mbako, like, He's beyond his years. I'm just throwing that out there. And he's going to be able to fit a role alongside Proctor. Who's that? Mbako. Like, he's going to be able to fit a role and slide right in and play right away. If Lively comes back, that team's dangerous. And I think North Carolina, to go back to our point, like, if they're able to raid the portal like I think they're going to be able to do. They got Wojcik already, who's a shooter. For starters, if they're going to raid the portal for guys who are going to start, which I think they're going to do, then I, I think I, I'm very optimistic about where this roster is right now. Because Carolina. it's a blank slate, Carolina, because you're going to be able to pick whichever kid you want. The NIL situation is good, like Tyler alluded to, and it's still North Carolina, guys. It's still North Carolina. My question, my question to you is, I love Do you find yourself being a victim <laughs> of thinking about how things were when you were there? Because now guys aren't coming in there anymore. And I thought the advantage of the Dukes and the Carolinas was guys would come in there and wait their turn. They're no longer doing that anymore. Well, and will younger guys come in and wait their turn at even a UNC because they didn't do it this past year? The entire bench is gone. Now, I understand they didn't play, but do you think they'll continue to come in there and wait? Well, I come from it from a different perspective because when I went to Carolina, they just won 05. Right. And I went right away into the starting lineup and right. playing big minutes. Uh, but I think for me, um, I think the, the college basketball landscape, because of the portal, I would almost place more of an emphasis on getting experienced, right. older players. 
because you see San Diego State, their average age is like 23. And I think there's value to having grown, strong men that have had a lot of college experience over these five-star freshmen because they're just not staying in college that long and everyone's transferring. You don't know who you're going to get. But uh, back to your question, I do think you've got to find a way to implement them. When you have a kid like Jalen Washington or somebody else, a five-star recruit, some of these big-time guys that can really develop, I think Coach Williams, when you look at him, I think he played those freshmen early on, especially in non-conference games. And when it came to the conference, yeah, they made, it made, they made some mistakes in those early non-conference games. But late in the season, they had all that experience, hey, and they were playing well, and they were a positive for the team. Hey, I, got, I got one for him. I got one. What's hey, Fanta? No, no, no. I was going to say because <laughs> the transfers can come in and – Take classes in the African American Studies program at Carolina. Oh, That's so no, popular, but it. I'm giving him crap. He did it. <laughs> hey, did you take those classes, Tyler? <laughs> I, I did not take. You those didn't classes. take those classes. Were long okay. gone before I got that. That's not like yeah. a trial. Did you take those classes? That's right. I did not. Take I'm them. just giving him crap. No, my my question's actually different. I wonder if you've ever been asked this question. If I said to you, Tyler Hansborough, the University of North Carolina does not exist. When you're a high school senior, where were you heading to college? Well, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, I actually pretty much committed to Florida when Billy Donovan wow. was there. They had that team. Wow. Uh, David Lee was from Missouri. That's right. And I grew up That's watching right. David Lee. He was like, he was like my my idol. As somebody who, as a kid, I was like, man, I want to play like him. And he was my host on my visit. It was by far the best visit I had. What'd you do on the visit? Oh, we went. We went out. We went to the club. We went to Gainesville. I was. I didn't say a word. They. I mean, I was like, "Is this? Is this How old are you? Are you seventeen? Uh, somewhere, somewhere in that range. Uh, stuck me in. You know, in ice. Best I, visit ever. It's the best visit ever. How late were you out? I mean, I was in the depths of the night. And, I mean, <laughs> the it was. Of the night. I mean, it was a little dark side, buddy. In the dark side, buddy. <laughs> what that, does that mean? Gainesville in a nutshell, right there. Oh man, Gainesville awesome. in the depths of the night. It was it was my first visit, and so um, I remember the next day. That's I funny. mean, going off a few hours of sleep, I was like, it can't get better than this. There's no place better than Gainesville. I was like, I want to come here, and so <laughs> not for basketball reasons at the time. <laughs> it was. It was I mean, I mean, Florida, you can only imagine. It was, I mean, my, my visit to North Carolina wasn't great. But, uh, yeah, I was headed to Florida. And my dad and my parents had kind of had to talk me, you know, out of that one a little bit. I was heading to Florida. Were you yeah, really? Yeah, if Donnie O'Mac wasn't, if he had not qualified earlier, I was heading to Florida. Like, it was a done deal. Did and you take he, a visit? Yeah, I did. That, that, I didn't go on an official visit, so I committed in July. I went on my I went on a visit down there in like April or something. Loved it. I was ready to go because I grew up watching like Lee Humphrey and Corey Brewer, who are from oh, Tennessee. Because yeah. I know David Lee and all that stuff. I was like, I'm going. I'm going to Florida, and they didn't have one available because Neal had committed like when he was in eighth grade, and then he didn't qualify. But he did. He, they found out he didn't qualify after I had committed to Clemson, so it was a done deal then. So I wasn't going to go back on my word. But, yeah, Florida, that place is sweet. I didn't go out in the depths of the night, though. <laughs> I wish I did. 
Of course, I was. It, it would have been Chandler Parsons. It would have been me, Nick Calathus, and Chandler Parsons. So, man, so Gainesville might not have existed. I am so glad I asked you that question. That's a good question. Because that answer was all time. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. We got much more to come. Who's gonna win the national championship tomorrow night? These guys will answer that question. And some more portal storylines, coaching carousel storylines. We might even talk about who set up the most for success heading into next year. Who are you buying back in on next season? All that and more. This is the Field of 68 from the Final Four, live from McIntyre's on Commerce Street. We're presented by Bet Rivers and Underdog Fantasy. Stick with us and come visit us here in H-Town. You know what the best part about the end of the college basketball season is? That signifies the start of spring, the start of summer, the start of hot weather, the start of late nights, the start of weekends on the water, and the best way to stay refreshed during the summer months is with Hornitos Ranch Water, a premium sparkling cocktail with a balance of freshly squeezed lime paired with smooth tequila notes. Hornitos Tequila is a 100% agave premium tequila from the lowlands of Jalisco. It's specifically from the town of Tequila. Originating from one of the most historic distilleries, Hornitos paved the way for all future tequila brands, starting with the tequila name. An official partner of the Houston Astros, you can buy Hornitas Ranch Water in a can, or you can come to Houston's best sports bar, Little Woodrow's in Edo, and get a fresh, handmade cocktail with Hornitas Tequila. There is nothing better on a warm spring day than Hornitas Ranch Water and a Houston Astros baseball game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. It's the Field of 68 live from McIntyre's downtown Houston, Texas. We have a national championship game to attend tomorrow, San Diego State and UConn. 
Rob Doster is very excited about it. Jeff Goodman is very excited about it. Tyler Hansbro is very excited about it. My name is Greg Waddell. We're presented, as always, by Bet Rivers and by Underdog Fantasy. Tyler, first of all, good to see you here. I know you've been on the show already, but it's my first time with you. Pleasure to be acquainted with you here in Houston. How's Houston treating you, my friend? Do people come just begging to praise Tyler Hansbro for the college basketball legend he is on the streets of Houston? Well, Houston's... Um the last time the Tar Heels were in Houston, I think uh, Villanova hit that shot on them. Uh, but, no, I, I, Houston's been great. It's a great Final Four city, spread out. Uh, but, no, I've enjoyed being here. The games have been great. Uh, couldn't have had a better ending to, to the first game. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited about the, the championship tomorrow. Hey, Tyler, my sources are telling me that at the, the Naismith Award meal that they had today, when they were listing all the former National Player of the Years that were in attendance, they didn't name you. Can you confirm? I did, and the reason they emailed me and asked me if I was coming, I said no. <laughs> uh, and I didn't realize I was going to be here uh, working some of the games. But then also Coach Williams was getting honored for everything he's done for the, the Naismith and uh, college basketball. So... Since I was in town, I was going to go there and uh, watch him get honored and support him. And it just happened to be a coincidence that I, <laughs> I showed up and they left me off when they were calling all the Naismith guys up there. Uh, but no, I got, I got Did up there. Did you sneak your way up or no? Actually, Coach Williams put his foot down. <laughs> I, I was going to stay back, but yeah, yeah. I, got back, I got up there. Hey, do, do you think if the transfer portal didn't get going, do you think Roy Williams would still be coaching today? Uh, I, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think he did. Time. I think it was time. Um, and I say that because, you know, every answer he's he said, I know he misses coaching, but I, I, I think Coach Williams will always miss coaching because coaching is kind of like natural to him. Um, I just felt like he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. And if you look at the teams that he had, he had a lot of young players. Uh you know, he had, um, you know, uh, Cole Anthony, who was a one-and-done. Yep. Uh, before that, he had Kobe White, who was one-and-done, both in point guard positions, which point guard positions require experience, leadership, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of that goes into being a point guard. So he, he blamed a few mistakes on himself, but you got to realize he had young players and young point guards, but I think Coach Williams will always miss coaching. Who's a North Carolina player? that you didn't play with, that you would have loved to play with? You just want to call it Cole Anthony. Marvin Williams. I yeah. played with Marvin Williams at Charlotte in the NBA. I wasn't playing much, but uh, he was somebody who I trained with in the offseason. He'd always come back to Chapel Hill. So we had a good relationship. And somebody I looked up to worked really hard. Quiet dude like you. Yeah. Pretty quiet. Yeah, very quiet guy. Didn't, didn't want attention. Just Kind of like Tyler. I mean, I say it to everybody, like Tyler just wanted to play ball. Like it's amazing. I actually think Tyler and Greg Oden were very similar. Have, have you ever had a chance to be around Greg Oden? I have. Greg, man, Greg Oden's one of the nicest people you can meet. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, we were coming up around the same time in high school. Yeah, Greg's a great guy. I think guy. you're similar. Like you just wanted to play ball. You really just wanted to be in the gym all the time. Didn't care about any of the media attention, any of that stuff. And uh, obviously had unbelievable careers. Yeah, obviously it worked out for you. Uh, so 
All right, I'm, I'm going to throw a hard question at you here. I'm so, I feel like I'm firing fastballs right. at Tyler Hansbrough right now, but when you're on stage with Tyler Hansbrough, you're going to do that at the Final Four live yeah. in Houston. He doesn't duck much. As long as it's not ping-pong balls being fired at him, he's good. And Tyler has enough experience with me from After Dark this year to know I like to throw some hypotheticals out there, right? This happens. Are you the best player in college basketball in the last 20 years? That's a good question. I yeah. like that at him. Oh. I like that. Last 20. Uh... And um, number-wise, maybe. I mean, opinions. Everyone will have their opinion. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not sure. I mean, what? That's uh, a <laughs> depends who you ask. If you're asking me, I would say I'm top five for sure. It's hard to put that out there. Who else is in there? Who else is in your last top twenty? Five? Last twenty year, JJ Redick for sure. Um, a Duke guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, throw. Jay, can I throw Jalen Brunson in that mix too? Yeah, he won two titles. Two titles. Who? Jalen Brunson of Villanova. Okay. Yeah, for sure. He's in the two mix. Titles. He yeah. has to be two, two titles. Two titles. National Player of the Year as a junior. Has to. Got to be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, if we're gonna start our team with Jalen Brunson, JJ Redick, so, and Tyler Hansbrough, I think we might actually, win a title or two. More than JJ won. Now make a final this. four. Did JJ make a final four? No, JJ. no, he did not. No, he did not. He won a championship his freshman year. No, he did not. He did no. not. He never no. won. No, he made one. He JJ. made one. Do you remember what happened when he was in the Final Four? Is they were up by eight with three minutes left against who? Who are they playing? Not in the title game. In the 2004 Final, who was Duke playing in the 2004 Final Four? They it were was up by eight. They were oh, up. Yeah, 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 no shit. Jesus. Okay. God, I hate this man. Why do you think I'm in a San Diego State jersey right now? I just got got by Rob Dawson. Did you buy this today? No, I've had this for years, Jeff. Don't ask is me. Is this one of the knockoffs? Uh, it is one of the knockoffs. Slide in my DMs, people. If you need to connect on jerseys, I got you. Don't worry. Um, but no, listen, believe it or not, to everybody watching this at home, these two pay me to make very stupid lists in the offseason for the Field of 68 engagement, right? Yeah. We made a list of the top 25 players this summer. We got a lot of flack for we it. Did. I got a lot of flack for it because when we get flack, you two <laughs> like to point fingers at the guy who's it's behind. a lot easier. Right? I yes. take enough heat. It's, I don't need him hey, for, I respect for the it. list. I, I, I saw the tweet last night. I know, I know <laughs> right? we're pointing flack, and I deserve it now and then. But the point is, uh, Tyler, I believe you were number two on our list of Who the top one? 25. Jalen Brutz. Two titles, two titles. That's I mean, hard listen, to argue. To me, his 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 production was better than Jalen Brunson's, obviously. But again, it's hard to argue with two titles. Yeah, two titles. You got to reward winning. Right, right. Uh, and there's one other guy, and I'm not heavy on the one and dones, but Kevin Durant, the one year he was at Texas, that was an incredible year. Uh, but I, he didn't win a title. I'm just saying numbers wise. Yeah. He was pretty amazing. Yeah, he has to be. So, okay, he threw Kevin Durant out. In the one-and-done era, because you two have obviously, you've been doing this for years. Who's the best one-and-done? Is KD the best one-and-done in the last 20 years? Zion. I mean, the most Zion. talented, but obviously they didn't go deep in the tournament. I mean, that's the one yeah. thing with them is yeah. they got knocked out in the second round of the tournament. So, it's again, I usually am about rewarding winning. Yeah. Like, to me, it's... Whatever, whatever you're going to give out, whatever award you're going to give, it's going to go along with winning. Mm -hmm. uh, and now KD did plenty of winning for that Texas team in the regular season. But, you know, to me, you got to go to at least a Sweet 16, don't you? I would think legacy-wise it matters, right? In college basketball, March matters. What's your answer? Zion. Wow. Zion. No I Final would, Four. 
again, no, yeah. No final four. Yeah, no final four. I would say Blake Griffin's got to be in that discussion. He, he made a lead too. eight. Uh, we beat him in the lead eight. He's in there that discussion as well. People forget about Blake, how good he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, especially kids now watching Blake or even the last five years, like, was there a more athletic big that you went up against? No. And his knees have given him a lot of issues, and so he doesn't have the athleticism uh, that we saw back in the day. But well, you're talking about a guy who had hit his head on the like back bar. a trampoline. Yeah. And if he it was near his hands, he was getting He won a dunk contest. <laughs> yes. People, remember he size. jumped over the Kia? Yeah. How much did Kia pay him to jump over a Kia? Can we also acknowledge that jumping over the Kia was not nearly as impressive? As it is on paper. Right, like he fine. jumped over the front of the Kia. He didn't jump speaking over of, a Kia. Speaking of, Tyler could do that right hey, now. He wait, can wait, put shoes on right not, now. Not, my knee will not hold up. Speaking guys. of that, here's the biggest question. Tyler, can you out-jump Robbie Hummel in a 19-and-a-half-inch <laughs> vertical? What type of question is that? My knee's pretty bad, but I hope I can out-jump Robbie. Can there's, no, there's no way. All right. There's no way you lose that. So you've worked with Goodman. You've worked with Hummel. Goodman claims that he is better at this than Hummel is. What do you think? Two of the best. I, I never go against Goodman. And uh, Goodman's been my guy. I don't joke about it. Goodman's it, it, untouchable Ever when it comes to college basketball. That was it. That was <laughs> it, right? <laughs> when you beat me at ping pong. Hey, hey, look down there, Tyler. <laughs> look down there. You know what that is. After he knows this, I have no backhand. Watch, you, you're going to watch after this, <laughs> no and you are going to watch this dude. Zero backhand. I'm going to put him in the corner, and he's never going to get out of the corner. And he's going to be so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, but it's Texas style, right? What do you call it? Oh, we'll do that. I'm not sure we want to do Texas style. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, I mean, let's set it up. Can we Can we get the cameras down? What can oh, we yeah. Do? We'll, we'll they, get it all down there. They, they get in Trevor by the scenes. They're like, hell no, gentlemen. Hell no. Uh, all right. Coming up next here, live from the Final Four, the Field of 68, we're going to bring some other familiar faces back on the show to preview the national championship game. That's next on the Field of 68, live in Houston. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 